1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Virtual season tickets will go on sale as the SPFL strike a deal with Sky. There's more developments on reconstruction and James Anderson's donation. And stick around because in the second part of tonight's show, we'll be joined by Celtic striker Lee Griffiths on the phone. I'm Andrew McLean and joining me in the studio tonight is Jim Duffy. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, uh, Andrew. Obviously, it makes a change for some positive news in Scottish football with the possible James Anderson uh, investment. You know, so any investment in Scottish football is going to be really welcomed. Uh, Obviously, the Sky deal is is being concluded, which is great news as well. So, you know, a, a little bit of light at the end of a very long tunnel. Seen a lot of people on Twitter today interested in the uh, virtual season tickets after they've been announced, and lots of questions getting asked as well. So make sure to give us a call. 0141 951 1025 is the number you need, or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. That's the story we'll get straight into, though, because earlier on today, the SPFL and Sky Sports released a statement and they said that they've agreed terms that provide a framework for the top flight of Scottish football to resume in August the Scottish Premiership clubs will create a virtual season ticket for the 2020-2021 season and providing or that will provide an alternative source of match day income while social distancing measures prevent fans from attending matches during this season each Premiership club will be able to sell a package to season ticket holders to watch all home games SPFL Chief Executive Neil Doncaster quoted in as well he says this is an innovative and pragmatic solution to the changes posed by COVID-19 and I'm grateful for the flexibility shown by our clubs and by Sky Sports. And it seems to be, on the whole, a pretty positive response to this so far, Jim. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, listen, we, we would all love to have fans back. There's absolutely no doubt about that. But until such times as that is safe to do so, then the next best thing is, is having football and obviously allowing fans to see it. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's not ideal, but, uh, you know, from the club's point of view, as well as Scottish football, that investment is coming from, from Sky is going to get into the clubs and the clubs then have another opportunity to raise some more finance by this virtual season ticket. So, yeah, I mean, I think, as I said, it's not perfect by any stretch of imagination, but uh, I think uh, in the short term, it's a good way to fix it. Yeah, I mean, we love our football in this part of the world and I think that one thing people were concerned about the football returning is that the fact it is behind closed doors. I know that being sat on the sofa and watching it on the TV isn't the same for most people than actually being at the ground and, and cheering on their team, but it's good to see that, that there is an alternative option being offered. Well, they had to try and think something, you know, they had to go you know, outside the box and everybody knows, you know, obviously with the Bundesliga just now, you know, you know the way it's been going and obviously Touchwood, you know, there's, there's been no, um, you know, uh, safety issues so far with the players and the staff and the, the officials and, and, and everybody involved in the game there. Next stage is obviously the Premiership starting in, in, in a week or so's time and then, you know, again, we'll see that. So, all of those things will have been concluded by the time hours of duty start. So there's an awful lot to learn from. We've got really good examples that we can take from. Uh, and, and I think also from a football perspective, I think a lot of the, the, the clubs um, might see it as, a, as an opportunity um, that, uh, you know, they can maybe um, surprise a few people in terms of showing a wider public, if you want to call it that, um, if they've got a better quality. It will be strained without fans, I know, there's no doubt about that. But, uh, you know, the, the players and, and the staff will be desperate to get back playing again. So to break this virtual season ticket announcement into more simple terms, clubs will then be able to stream all their home matches live via their own club channels and will be able to offer this access to supporters. It does look... 
uh, at the moment as if it will only be two season ticket holders and not a wider audience not people that, that don't have season tickets so it appears there will be a cap on the number of people that each club can can offer it to which is an interesting proposal it's one I've been sort of thinking about today I'm not 100% sure why that cap is in there yeah I mean why don't you just sell it to, to everyone who wants to go and watch football but also I mean there, there are going to be still a huge number of games on on uh, the sky as well so therefore you, you will see a lot of other games but for for those fans that are really only purely interested in their own clubs then fair enough I mean if they want to subscribe um, to their, their channel and uh, and pick up those games then then great um, once the games start you know it might be interesting to see that the fact that you, you're not going to a full um, Celtic part a full Ibrox part how that affects the teams eventually when they go there, I think it'll be much more relaxed. I, absolutely. Um, there's not the, you know, the, they won't have the same uh, maybe tension that, that involved uh, in these type of games and you may well find one or two surprise results, although the cream should always rise to the top, let's be honest. It's interesting you say that because there was, I think it was after maybe three weekends of the Bundesliga returning, I think there had only been something like three home wins yeah. in the whole time. So, you know, it, it did look as if maybe that home advantage just had been taken away because there was no fans. Yeah, I mean, if you're used to, you know, Borussia Dortmund having 80,000 home fans and Bayern Munich, you know, 61,000 fans or whatever happens to be, but Bayern are still, you know, the exceptional team. So, as I said, I still think that the, the, the quality team will eventually shine through. But just in the short term, Till everybody gets adjusted a little bit Yeah it does take a wee bit of the trepidation I think away from clubs going there When you go and you run out the tunnels at these grounds And that volume of noise hits you And you know some players look around And they're a bit starstruck to start with and, You know and, and, and you know that, that can overwhelm them Overwhelm them if, they, if they're not used to it But when it goes into a, a, an empty stadium It's almost eeriness It might actually could affect the home team more Because they're used to having that backing So it'll be interesting to see But again just looking forward to, to you know if, if and when and it uh, gets up and running again we want to hear from you on this 01419511025 first up is Scott a Celtic fan in Barmulloch Scott evening guys hi Scott hi um, just a quick just a quick couple of points uh, first one is on the virtual season tickets um, Celtic already commented tonight that um, any Celtic fan has got a season ticket it's a full price ticket will automatically get the games um, through a streaming whatever streaming service or probably Celtic TV I would like to think um, also I see that um, this season as well Celtic offered their fans a refund on the games that wasn't played which I think it was four, four home games I think we missed out on and they offered the, the refund on it um, which they didn't need to do um, but I noticed that um, this is not a dig but I noticed that Rangers fans were only offered £25 as a voucher and that they're going to do the same thing again this season so I'm not exactly rewarding their fans for loyalty um, there whereas our club has managed to do that rewarded the fans for sticking by them well I mean we'll, yeah. we'll take that first point first of all where Scott was talking about the fact that you know the, the virtual season ticket is included in a regular season ticket and that was something that there was a wee bit of confusion, confusion sorry, first of all, because initially I think some people were worried by the wording of the statement because it says each Premiership club will be able to sell a package to season ticket holders to watch all home games. I saw a lot of tweets of people asking, you know, will I need to pay even more on top yeah. of my season ticket? But clubs were quick to come out and address that. As Scott said, Celtic came out. There was a statement from them saying, delighted to announce that it's available as part of our season ticket offering. 
Rangers have done the same. Season ticket holders will be granted complimentary access to home games streamed via Rangers TV. Uh, Motherwell and Livingston have, have done exactly the same as well. So it, it's good to see that you know fans aren't having to pay extra, Jim. Yeah, I mean it's a difficult one because if you're in the same household, a lot of families, you know, have a a dad, a, a you know, a sons, daughters, or whatever it happens to be that might go to the games. And therefore, you know, you might say, well, we don't need three or four season tickets. We'll have one because we can all watch the game, you know, if you're you're living in the same household. But obviously, further down the line, if the season is up and running halfway through, you know, would you get that same season ticket? Obviously, your same seats. A lot of people like that. And they're loyal and they've got that loyalty to their clubs. And and, and they know that that money will definitely help them. But to, to you know, from, from the from the the club's point of view, yeah, they're in essence just saying, listen, we're selling a normal season ticket, but in, instead of coming to the actual games, you can watch it from home, which is you know fair enough. Um, the, the second point that, that um, Scott's making, see, he's not having a wee dig at Rangers. Well, he is having a wee dig at Rangers, but Celtic have got more money. That's first thing. Celtic are a healthier, much healthier financial uh, state than any other club in Scotland. Um, so therefore, they can. Uh, and, and listen, don't get me wrong. It's still, it's still great to do it. Yeah, one it's, second, Scott. It's still great to do it for the supporters. I'm not, I'm not uh, decrying that, but it's still great to do it. But the the fact is, um, they have done it, and it's it's, it's, it's very welcome for the fans. Uh, and Rangers have given a discount, and that, that that's that's there. Obviously, e- each club has their own prerogative and how they want to deal with. It. Scott, Hi, the, the, the reason I spoke about the Rangers party was this is the club that was moaning about the season getting finished early and about having to pay back a rebate to Sky. I know all of a sudden they've just decided, ah, well, we'll keep we'll keep a hundred pound or the hundred and twenty-five pound or whatever as we owe you, and you can just make do with that. I think it's a poor. I thought it was poor for. For the Rangers fans in particular, that their club hasn't sort of helped them as well, because no matter what you say about Celtic having money or whatever, we've, we've got a far, far higher wage bill than probably Rangers have at present. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think it's a bit disappointing. If you're a Rangers fan, I'd be disappointed in that, that I wasn't given the opportunity to get back what I'd paid for. Well, that's the thing, Jim. Every, every club is entitled to do whatever they want really Celtic can offer a full refund for those games if they want Rangers can can offer a voucher it just it comes down to, to what clubs think is the is the best solution yeah I mean it's like, like listen we've, we've seen some clubs just now before this announcement of the, 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 the Sky deal and the virtual games already selling season tickets and some clubs say no we're not going to do it until we find out so again every every club's got their own ways of dealing with it and their own personal situations um, but you know the, the, from from Scott's point of view he's delighted that his club Celtic have given him um, that refund back and, and, and that's fantastic you know we, we have to listen to, to, to what Rangers fans think if Rangers fans think no listen I'm, 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 I'm okay with that you know we've got something back and we understand the club needs the money and it wasn't their fault to cancel the season then listen everyone is entitled to their opinion and I'm sure there'll be some mixed opinions amongst Rangers fans as well but at the moment you know you say well done to Celtic for giving it and uh, as I said every other club um, can make their decisions they feel is best for them Scott looking ahead to next season and talking about virtual season tickets one thing I've been interested from from a fan perspective is you know a lot of supporters have already paid the money to clubs for the, their season tickets going forward they, they've paid that money and what would normally mean that they would go into the stadium to see the game as a Celtic fan if you were buying a season ticket would you be happy for you know that that 20 or 30 pounds a game whatever it is I'm not 100% sure what the figure is to be just to be able to watch that at home I know that's the only option at the moment but are you happy just for that money to, to straight transfer over to that? I think Celtic already I I'm not 100% sure because I've not seen a lot of the, the, the sort of written side on it but I think Celtic have already said that if you don't get to the games 
then you'll still get refunded a certain percentage of the money again. They've, they've held, held the same thing again. You're not going to the stadium. They're not going to charge you £40 pounds to sit in your house for each game. Well, well that's, that's the thing. We, we don't actually know yet. We'll need to wait and see yeah. this coming week. I, I know that clubs will. Doing that £40 pound would get you like four months in Sky subscription. So I can't see they're going to do that for one match. Um, I'd be surprised if they did. Sure. They need to make it affordable. But fans, are, obviously, as you've just said yourself, you just quoted that. If there's four people in the one house all with season mm. tickets, you can't charge them £160 pound to watch one game of football. Well, I think that, that that's the information we've got at the moment. I, I mean, I wasn't I'm sh- sure, obviously, what the subscription would be for Celtic TV, for instance, before this, mm-hmm. and, and if they, if you're seeing your game, but whether you can see them live or whether you can see them, you know, a little bit later, as in the full 90 minutes, but it's, you know, two hours after the game finishes, whatever happens to be. But, um, you know, for me, the, the, there has to be some sort of... I mean, listen, it's a very difficult situation to, to resolve completely. Absolutely no doubt. Fan, uh, fans want to see the games. Clubs need the money. But if you are in the same household, I just cannot see, Andrew, how you can... If you're, if you're an average of £500 a season ticket, you know, and you've got three people, say, for talking to you, that'd be £1,500. And yet, you're only watching one TV and mm-hmm. one game. I, you know, I, to me, I, I think that, that'd be a huge amount to ask. Uh, that's really stretching loyalty to its extremes. But I, I, I don't know how else how else um, maybe clubs can do, could do that. I don't know. Somebody come up with an idea tonight? Give us a call. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Clubs across the country, across the Premiership, are, are saying that you know a few have already welcomed it and they will release further statements. So I'm sure that, that we, whether it is through the clubs or whether it is through the SPFL, we will learn more in the coming days. 0141-951-1025. Thank you to Scott in Barmulloch. Next up is Mark, a Rangers fan in Partick. Mark? Hi there, it's just uh, that last call there. What, what, There's a couple of questions I want to ask you It's just uh, what the last call I say Rangers fans are getting £25 voucher I've not received a £25 voucher And I've bought my season ticket for next season And the thing is you've got to sign up for something And it costs you like 40 quid to sign up Before you get the £25 voucher So I'm not happy about that And it works out about 180 quid I'm doing for last season And I think it's time the players took a pay cut I mean, you could survive in 10 grand a week, I mean, and give the fans something back. I mean, it's a disgrace, I mean, it's a lot of Rangers fans can't afford it, I mean. And how's it going to work about uh, the channel, the streamline channel? I mean, five, I'm paying £500 for my season ticket for next season, and uh, I, I could get that cheaper in Sky, I mean. So I don't see any, I don't see the common sense of that, just what the panels thought about that. Well, I mean, for, just to take that second point, you know, Sky will show their normal 48 games which that'll be on their channels which um, you know is part of their deal what it will be is every individual club will be able to show their own home games on each channel so you know Sky don't normally show games that are you know Ibrox for example 3 o'clock kickoffs on a Saturday the same for Celtic Park but they will be able to the clubs will be able to show those um, through their own club channels. Yeah, they'll be able to stream those those channels. So, so it's every home game, Matt, you'll get. So you'll get whatever 20. Again, we're still in this process. There may well be reconstruction of that. But let's just say an, an average of 20 home games. So you'll get 20 home games um, streamed if, if you decide that, 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 um, that that's what you want. Um, to see, but you know, you, as you say, you don't have to. Then I know you've you already paid for your season ticket, but you know, fans have got a choice. If they didn't feel that was maybe fair or didn't want to do it, they could, I suppose, just say, "No, listen, I'll just go and, and watch whatever games that come up." You know, and if I see six or eight games a season, then I'm pretty sure all the old firm games will be live on TV. So if that's the main games that uh, you want to see, you'll definitely get them on on. Uh, 
uh, you know, satellite TV. So therefore, you know, from that point of view, it's it's against all up to the individuals. But you know, you're talking there. I can only you know trust what you're saying. If if that is the case, you know, and and they're, and they're asking to to fill in something, and it's actually cost them more money. They haven't got a voucher yet. Yeah, I think that's something that uh, a club. Um, size of the Rangers have to look at and, and you know listen you could go to the, the players and again I always feel a bit sorry for players it's not, they're the same they're employees the same as anyone else if they've been given a contract with an amount of money regardless of how much money and we know it's sometimes an awful lot of money but ultimately it's not down to the, really down to the players but if the club did want to take say to the players look can you give 1% back into the funds and we can give that back to your season ticket holders Again, you probably have another argument where people say, well, yeah, I've been supporting Rangers for 50 years, but I just pay at the door every now and again. I don't, every season I've still contributed. Then you say, well, how do we sort that out? So listen, it's not black and white. It's not simple, but I do believe that clubs should try and help um, supporters at this time if they can. Yeah, what I will say is, I, mean, I, I don't know the ins and outs of the Rangers season ticket and yeah. uh, what you need to pay to, to access it, but you know a, a lot more will come out in the coming days. I think Rangers have said that they will um, release something tonight through Stuart Robertson to, to give a bit more clarity on it, so hopefully that'll help you out, Mark. Thank you very much for your call, 01419511025 if you want to get involved. Just a couple of things before we go to the break. Aberdeen have also uh, released a statement, Dave Cormack, saying that he welcomes uh, a couple of interesting points from him as well he says that uh, he will be in dialogue with other premiership clubs to explore the potential arrangements to show away games as well which I think would would be a lot better as well because I mean first of all it's, it's double the games and you know, pe- people will be wondering about this. It's another thing that I, I saw people tweeting about today. Yeah, I mean that 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 would be a lot better, and I think uh, you know we'd be, be leave a, a certainly a better taste in the mouth for for a lot of fans if uh, if they get the, the away games as well. Again. You know, from from uh, certain clubs and you know the the, the kind of cameras uh, that might be required, um, the finance from the clubs to 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 make sure it's it's done properly, and you know, and we're not looking like you know something from the nineteen seventies. You know, that it's actually done properly, uh, and again, even within all the rules we've got now, you know, in terms of um, you know the, the 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 I'm talking about footballing rules on on the pitch. Uh, from from you know the the cameras and the goal line technologies and all these sort of things that the, the English have. We're not quite up to that speed yet, but you still want to see the game done properly and professionally, Andrew. You don't want it kind of two cameras, one from behind the goal and one up a wee bit at the back of the stand and it looks as if, you know, some wee guy just walked off the street to do it. It has to be professional people and done professionally to show our game in the best light possible. 01419511025 if you want to get involved and make sure to stick around because we'll be speaking to Celtic striker Lee Griffiths on the phone after the travel with Lindsay. Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Helping you return to action Talk to Thompson's.com Jim Duffy here with me Andrew McLean on the second part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Plenty to get into tonight and I'm delighted to say that we're joined on the phone by Celtic striker Lee Griffiths Lee, how are you? Sorry Lee Hello Ah, there we are, got you now How are you? <laughs> yeah, good, thanks, how are you? Aye, not bad at all. Um, I don't think we've spe- spoken since the uh, the league season was concluded. Congratulations on another league title, obviously in quite unique circumstances. How did you find out about it? it we just got told the same as everybody else. You know, it's un- unlikely that you know we were going to be caught, and you know the way it's, it's panned out isn't the way we wanted it to finish. But you know, you can't take away from us that we're champions again, and we totally deserve it. 
Did you feel that like that was quite a special one for you? Because you know you had to battle through some, you know, a long spell out with with injury. Worked your way back into the team, and you made a real impact towards the the tail end of the season. Yeah, I don't think it's just me. I think the whole team deserved it. And you know, it was a bit of a stop-start season for me. I started off well and then got injured, and then I was struggling to get my t- place back in the team. And then you know, we got to Dubai and I had to really knuckle down and and make sure that you know I was in the gaffer's plans. And then when I come back, you know, I started on fire again. Were you a bit disappointed that you weren't able to, you know, win it in front of the fans? You know, did you get a chance to celebrate at all in the current circumstances? Yeah, we got to celebrate with uh, the video chat at three o'clock on a Saturday. I think the whole Celtic TV team were, were delighted to get the boys on. Um, but I think when we get back, we'll have a, a real celebration and then it'll be business as usual. You know what it's like in this part of the world where you know passions run high. We get a lot of tweets and calls talking about tainted titles and asterisks and stuff like that. What would your response be to, to any of those claims? Um, a tainted title or an asterisk, I'm going to mention a gaffer here, and he said that you know to to have one in, you need to do something illegal. We've done nothing illegal. We played our football as well as we could, and you know we're 13 points clear, and we look like we're going to extend that. So, you know, for us to be champions that are fully deserved and anybody who says otherwise are, they're deluded We can of course now look ahead to next season and are you glad that there's now a, a date set you know the 1st and 2nd of August looks as if it could be the time that, that football is back is that something you're looking forward to? Yeah of course I think the the football being back is, is a big priority for everybody um, you know you should have been Bundesliga being back just now and the English Premier League starting back up in a couple of weeks as well so you know that's that's the start of it and hopefully it's, it's it keeps the ball rolling and everybody else can get back as, as soon as everybody's safe. Hi, Lee. He's jumped off you here. Good to hear from you. Yeah, how are you doing? You okay? Uh, yeah, good, thanks. That's just a couple of uh, football questions in the sense of when you went back and they were playing, obviously Celtic could change their system to, you know, most of the time three to back with twin strikers and, you know, there's a lot of, you know, discussion about because Celtic still scored a bad load of goals when they played that central striker. But, you know, how come you know, do you think it was natural or did you work on that because it just seemed to be an almost an automatic understanding between you and Odds and Edward it just seemed to link up so well so quickly yeah I think good players can, can play with each other um, and I've said it before that me and Odds we complement each other well he likes to come to come to feet and, and get turned and run at defenders and you know, I'm like the I'm the opposite. I like to stand on the last shoulder and make sure that I'm, I'm getting him behind um, and I think that works well for us especially at home um, where the gaffer went we decided to go with it and you know it's it's not something we worked on a lot but if we did work on it then it was it was working I think that's why we went for it after January Yeah because I mean obviously years and years ago people always talk about partnerships but that's kind of you know in the last maybe 10 years that, that that's obviously dissolved almost in, in team I mean nearly every team you know top, top team all, all around Europe they're all playing with one central striker so it was really refreshing for guys like myself watching teams and saying, well, listen, you can play with two strikers. I mean, don't get me wrong, Celtic are on the front foot for most of the time. So you, you're not needing one of you really to drop into a defensive position. But it certainly was refreshing. The other thing I was going to ask you is when the season does go up and running again, you know, obviously that kind of no, no atmosphere, how do you think that, that will affect? I think particularly clubs like yourself who are so used to having an enormous support there home and away. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to feel weird to, to begin with, but us as players, we just need to be professional and get, try and get the job done as, as best we can. I think the, the no fans thing will hurt the fans a lot, but, you know, everybody needs to stay safe at this moment in time and, you know, hopefully we can get them back sooner rather than later. Lee, have you had any dialogue from the club on what you think training will be like? Uh, you know, because obviously it's going to be very different from, from what you're used to when you're back in a few weeks. 
yeah, I mean, it's, we've not had much dialogue. We've got a, a couple of bits and pieces of information that, you know, we'll be using over the next two or three weeks um, until the next, obviously, the, the government say otherwise. Um, and it's looking like it's, we're going to be back next week to, to get started. Um, it'll be it'll be different, definitely. But, you know, it's just one of the things that we need to take on board and take it on the chin and just make sure we get our fitness in so when the season does start back up, we're, we're ready to go. Has it been hard to keep the right level of fitness throughout the lockdown? Because I can imagine when you're given these training programmes by, by the staff, you know, there's plenty of distractions at home that you could be getting on with. The biggest distraction has been the sun, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Um, but no, I think, you know, you get a programme to do and you try and do it as best to the best of your ability. And obviously you get some time off as well, which is great. But, you know, you're ticking over, you keep yourself ticking over for when you go back in pre-season. It's not as hard as what you think it's going to be. The SPFL announced today that clubs will be able to sell virtual season tickets to fans. Is it good to know that despite the fact that supporters won't be getting into the ground to see you, that they'll still have access to, to see those home and away games at home? Yeah, I think that's the you know, saving grace a little bit that fans can still watch a game on on TV, and you know they're going to be a, they're going to be there in spirit. I think we just need to go and put on a show and make sure that we get the three points and, and keep them at home happy. Well, you just on a, a kind of slightly more serious note. Obviously, it's widely documented about mental health issues, and obviously you've been doing that road yourself. But at this moment in time, with the circumstances, it seems to be. You know, it's part of this pandemic is the amount of kind of pressure and stress and anxiety that seems to engulf people. You know, have you, you yourself, have you been able to relax and, you know, focus really back on your football again? And also, I'm sure people will look at you, whether you like it or not, to try and inspire them and be a little bit inspirational. Have you managed to, to get yourself into a situation where you feel that you can maybe help people because you're using your past experiences? Yeah, I mean, obviously, times like this, it's, it's hard for people, especially coming to the end of their contracts and stuff, and they're going to lose their job. But I think the most important thing is to to keep the head up, keep keep speaking out, and you know there is always going to be light at the end of the tunnel. I think players coming to the end of their contracts, you know, they'll be looking to go elsewhere, um, and you know they're they're just dying to get back on a football pitch again, which is the most important thing. And I hope. Yeah, I hope that happens and, and make sure they get they, they stay safe. Yeah, it's, it's been difficult because you know normally Lee, when you know when players are released or they, you know they're not offered a new contract, you know they find a, they find a level. So, you know if you're a club at Celtic and you're released, then you generally find that you'll find a club relatively comfortably, and further down the line, you know, you'll find your level. But you just now, I mean, I, I've had probably about I mean a couple of hundred players, you know, been on the PFA list at the moment, and there'll be lots more to come. And it's really difficult because clubs can't sign players, so that's the reason why I'm asking some of yourself. You know, to, you know that that kind of advice that people need because you know players sometimes. You know, I think people forget they're not just normal people and they happen to play football for a living. Yeah, that's it. I think you know the people that are, are going to be at a job and you know they may feel a little bit down and stuff, but they just need to keep their head up and keep you know making sure they look forward and. It's a weird one as well because especially when you're going to be at the contract, it's it's not just your your job at stake is your livelihood as well. You know, I mean that money to pay bills and stuff that you need. And so I get that people will still be down and stuff, but you know, you just look, got to look on the bright side that people are staying healthy and, and making sure that you know when the opportunity does come along, and get a new contract, they grab it with both hands. And Lee, just finally from me, I know that the fans have talked about it for a long time now, but the players and staff were always reluctant to talk <coughs> about ten in a row when nine hadn't been clinched. Now that it has been, how big do you think this season? Is. Yeah, I said, I said that earlier on, earlier on when I was on the phone to uh, the press that, you know, it's the biggest in the club season and um, the club's history as well. It's one of the ones where, you know, you go on, you win 10, you're, you're down in the history books again for us. Um, but we, 
There's going to be a lot of pressure on us. Teams will be want to come and stop us, but it's up to us and what we do. And if we bring our A game to 90, 95% of the games we play this season, you know, we won't be far away. Thank you for taking the time to join us. Hopefully, next time we speak to you, it will be in uh, more normal circumstances. Good luck to you. No problem at all. Tom, man, thank you. Cheers. That was Celtic striker Lee Griffiths joining us from home. Uh, a few interesting points from Lee there. Yeah, I mean, again, as I said, player, people sometimes get this kind of perception of players, you know. Whether they like them, don't like them, whatever it happens to be. And Lee's one of those guys when he's on the pitch, you know, he's he's, he's such a, a terrific striker and goal scorer. But you know, there's a lot of mixed, uh, you know, uh, opinions of him. But you know, he's been through an awful lot of uh, difficult times personally. Um, and, you know, and I think that you know he's, he's he's happy to come and speak about it now. And he, he almost seems as if he's he's maybe matured. He might he's twenty eight, twenty nine now. I think somewhere about that. So I think he's 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 used as like everything he's learned through his career. Um, you know, but he is an outstanding striker, and I think um, Celtic are delighted that he's he's backed it off him in Scotland. Would have been as well. Would have get the benefit of him if we would have had those games in the summer. So listen, we hope everyone, as as, as he said, stays physically healthy, mentally healthy. And you know we can all As I said If you've got this now Target now Which we haven't had now For a number of months Andrew August You know And I think everybody Will be counting down the days To that starts Even though It'll be in different circumstances Than previous 01419511025 If you want to get involved On the phones There was another point From that SPFL Sky statement Earlier on That they didn't quite get round to in the first part and it said uh, the SPFL and Sky have also agreed to spread the financial settlement for the games una- unable to be completed in the season 2019-20 across the term of the new five-year contract providing security and financial stability to the competition and its clubs there's a quote from Neil Doncaster he says this agreement means that any liability for games not delivered during the season 2019-20 has now been settled on terms that reflect Sky's status as a committed partner and supporter of Scottish football Jim that was something that Quite a few people were worried about. We saw yeah. the figures being banded about that you know Sky could could have claimed from yeah. the SPFL. When we look at it, I've, I've seen some figures banded about that it could have been up to five and a half million. Mm-hmm. There was talk that Neil Doncaster wanted to get that down to around one and a half million spread over five years. And if they have managed that, it would be very good for the Scottish game. Oh, it's absolutely excellent. You know, I mean, the Sky probably could have maybe forced the the, the hand a little bit, but. Uh, as Neil Doncaster said there you know, with her commitment over the next five years they've maybe done it as a, as a gesture of goodwill I don't know I mean obviously the, the legal side of it I, I, I'm not I'm not uh I'm not fully aware of all the, of what was in the in the in the, the, the when they, when they put the deal together but anything that saves us money and that gives us money at this moment in time is to a huge benefit to all the clubs every every club just now I mean there's a lot of clubs sitting absolutely on the brink you know, of going out of business. So any any money that stays in the game or new money that can come into the game is, is going to be imperative to keep those clubs afloat. 01419511025 on the phones. That's the number John, a Celtic fan in Greenock, has dialed. John? Evening, boys. <coughs> See, I'm just left against Celtic, uh, £2,000 for four tickets. And uh, if anybody uh, can't get the game because there is disease, but surely, uh, all right, we're, we're getting the virtual season ticket, but it's not going to be the same. But see, see that when we do get back and if we get back to 60,000 at Parkhead and 50,000 at Ibrox, there's a way around it, Peter Lovell, and uh, never who runs uh, Ibrox, I'm going to tell you. There's a way around that, not no, next season, but the following season. See, your Scottish Cup games, when I get my ticket, I get one, one uh, qualifier, and maybe one Scottish Cup game I don't need to pay in. Well, I know they're not going to give you many games in Europe, but she's the Scottish Cup and the Betfred Cup, not next season, but the following season. She'll let you in for nothing, mate. There's a loyalty bonus. 
Yeah, I mean, John, we were saying earlier on that, you know, we were asking for fans to come up with suggestions of what might be possibility. You've come up with one. And, you know, straight away, I think it sounds like a, a decent enough um, idea. You know, if you can give something further down the line, um, you know, as you say, depending on how many games, you could be unlucky. You could get knocked out, which is unlikely for, for Celtic, but it could happen. Um, you know, they've the won... Um, you know, the, 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 such a long time was over three years since I've lost a cup competition uh, or a cup uh, game. But uh, you know, for 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 that to happen, yeah, I mean, it's certainly something I think that could be looked at. Listen, all, all this is new, John, and it's new for Celtic as well. It's new for every club. So they've come up with this virtual idea. I'm sure Peter Lawley on his board and many other directors around the country are sitting thinking, well, how best can we deal with our supporters? How can we keep them on board? How can we be as fair as possible to them? So I'm sure in the coming weeks, there will be things coming out from the, the, the various clubs, including your club, Celtic, um, that I think will help the fans. But one of those one of those may well be an idea that you've, you've proposed there, which is to give some cup games... You know, perhaps at home, if you draw, if you're drawn at home, obviously you can't maybe do it away from home unless you can give in a free ticket. Um, then, you know that 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 to me is a, is, seems a sensible idea at the moment. I know because I see everybody. They don't know which in the corner of your jobs. And I said, I seven hundred people paid off a day in Rolls Royce. You don't know if you want to have a job. Never make it back if ever. Yeah. To pay for a season ticket and pay for cup games and that, or European nights. It's it's fine. It's money, money, money all the time. Yeah. Going to fit, but it's a dear, it's a dear, it's a dear hobby. It's an expensive hobby, but again, these clubs are, you know, they, they've got huge, like any, like any company, they've got huge wage bills and huge, uh, you know, uh, running costs, and they're they're having to try and try and get in, and the only way football clubs can survive is with people come through the door and an investment, um, similar as you said there to, to unfortunately when we referred today that Rolls Royce um, laying off seven hundred people, it's horrendous. I mean, and that, as I say, that's a tip of the iceberg all around the country. Thank you to John in Greenock 01419511025 John is after the travel with Lindsay where we'll be talking about the developments on the James Anderson money and also reconstruction Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors Your comeback is on Talktothompson.com Jim Duffy here with me, Andrew McLean on the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We've got plenty to get through before the hour First of all We'll talk James Anderson, obviously the, the big story of the week that uh, James Anderson and it looks as if a, a group behind him are willing to invest a significant amount, or sorry, not invest, donate a significant mm-hmm. amount of money into Scottish football. There's been more developments today. There's been conflicting reports actually this morning in the, the Scottish Sun. There was a figure of around £4.75 million mm-hmm. that was being floated tonight. There's further reports out suggesting that it's actually £2 million to be spread evenly amongst the 42 clubs. So that would be just shy of £50,000 per club, which is quite good considering the fact that we've got the Barton boss in tonight Jim Duffy what type of difference if those figures are accurate would that do for a club like Dumbarton listen it would be absolutely huge um, to the vast majority of clubs as I suppose out with maybe the top half dozen in the, in the Premier League I mean, listen it would still be very welcome to, to the clubs but a club at Dumbarton for instance I mean we're currently having a, an online auction to try and raise funds and the fans have already raised £25,000 and contributed that um, you know and that is uh, fantastic for us anyway so you know, if you can, you know, if, as I said, you go online at this moment in time and, and you know, or through the, the, the club's social media sites, you can you can buy some items and that's to try and raise some funds to try and keep us afloat and, 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 as I said, and try and prepare for whenever the new season comes up for the lower leagues. But if a, an investment of £50,000 was to come in, 
it would be an enormous help. I mean, it would just ease the pressure so much and take away a lot of the responsibility that are getting thrown down to fans. We heard Jerry Britton earlier on talking about £150,000 things raised from the Partick Thistle fans and they say that, that, you know, call them world class. And it just shows you how much clubs mean to supporters because they are absolutely committed and desperate for their clubs to continue and survive and prosper. And clubs like Dumbarton, like Partick Thistle, all these other smaller clubs, you know, their fans are as passionate as Celtic and Rangers fans. I think sometimes we forget that. Maybe not uh, in the same level uh, or, or volume of them, but every bit as passionate about their club. I mean, that type of money, especially, as you say, for the clubs in the lower tiers, mm-hmm. it could be about you know keeping people in a job. Mm-hmm. It could be about bringing in players. It could potentially mm-hmm. be about giving that money to be able to test players and, and bring the football back earlier. Yeah, I mean, ev- everything that's required going forward, because we know, as, as we say, keep, keep hearing these these phrases coming out, that, you know, the new normal and all these kind of things, but we know it won't be, certainly for the first six months possibly, and, you know, it'll be completely different to what we've, we've always had football like, but whatever's required to get football playing, this type of money can make a massive help to keeping part-time clubs. I mean, there was a talk there that we, you know, part-time clubs couldn't possibly do it until perhaps January when they were, if fans were back allowed in. This could give us a cushion which might allow us to play until until January, and then obviously we hope that uh, you know this this virus is, is 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 well away and everyone's safe. But if if it's not, it would be a huge amount of money. Um, to all of these clubs and I think it would be of a, a, an enormous benefit to keep clubs afloat If this was the case is that something you would want to see you would want to see the, the football not you know, held back until January you would want to get the players out on the pitch as, as quickly as possible Oh absolutely I mean I'm the same as everyone and, and, and our players would be the same you know you want to try and get on that training ground again you want to prepare for the new season you know and you want to get you kick start again even though I mean listen we only maybe play in front of a few hundred fans at certain times um, it's maybe not the same um, you know, in, you know, as difficult an environment as it would be for some of the top clubs, but nevertheless, you still want to play in front of these supporters. Um, but if we can't in the short term, and this money could go to help us get started, absolutely. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I mean, you always hear the word donation, and everyone's always a wee bit sceptical. No one gives two million as a as a donation. You know, there has to be something, and you know, going back to to James Anderson. But listen, if he is going to do that. Then I for one applaud them and any money as I say coming into the Scottish game is warmly welcomed 01419511025 is the number you need John is a Celtic fan in Proven Hill John Hi good evening guys Hi John, Hi, John. Uh, Just picking up on the virtual thing boys uh, about the season tickets I've got a wee kind of idea about things right just to kind of sweeten things up a wee bit like as a Celtic fan I'm a Celtic fan I think we should maybe about making the Bringing in like vocalised speakers. That's so see the, the, the songs the fans sing every week at Parkhead at Celtic Park, and let the players kind of hear, maybe not see them, but to hear that these songs and and now clear and crystal come over the, the speakers and maybe enhancing that a bit more to make it that wee bit more an atmosphere. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You know, well, I think. Oh, sorry, John. I think it's quite an interesting point, Jim, because you know I've watched quite a lot of the German football mm-hmm. since um, it's been on, and one of the things I've noticed is that some of the grounds they they have played crowd noise mm-hmm. over the tannoy, and everyone will have their own opinions on it. For me personally, I actually think it it adds a bit to the experience. Mm-hmm. Certainly, from watching on TV, you actually kind of forget that there is no fans there because you've got that background noise, and it feels. Yeah. 
watching it anyway like less of a training game yeah I mean anyone of a certain age not you Andrew obviously much too young would remember TV used to have canned laughter so there was a comedian on and obviously didn't have maybe an audience he was speaking to the, the camera a bit, a bit of canned laughter to try and encourage you know that that kind of um, you know people to, to at home to, to laugh and I, and I think it's almost a similar thing as, as John saying in a, in a ground if you've got songs playing you know traditional songs fans you know you know when a shot at goal there's a kind of roar or there's a goal score there's a uh, there's a celebration and whether that's just from the TV companies uh, putting that out to you at home from your TV or whether it's within the grounds uh, I, you know again I don't know whether the players would, would think or it would be a bit echoey I'm not quite sure but I agree I, I think it definitely will help the atmosphere and I think Eden it helps the atmosphere and Eden it helps the viewing public or the players I think that you know that's something that we, we should we should be looking at and again the TV companies as we've mentioned similar as are only taking this first step with these games. These things might be added as they go. The English Premiership, for instance, might add something the Bundesliga hasn't done so much. Um, and then we can maybe learn from both of those when our football's up and running. Hi, Andrew. I really do. I think, Jim, I don't think it's used to come to, over the TVs or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think the actual players, to hear the, the noise, because you know, like, as uh, guys, if it's like a training match, you, you actually hear the. Uh, the ball boys even talking whatever things like that mm-hmm. but to bring that in crystal clear in a, in a professional way I am all for that quickly mm-hmm. for a go Andrew about the virtual season ticket yes now I think Jim made a good point about uh, they just want to give it out to the season ticket holders the virtual I was a season ticket holder I'm no longer a season ticket holder but you know what I would I would, I would uh, buy into this virtual ticket and uh, I know I'm no guaranteed a seat when they, if they bring the fans back in. I'm quite happy to just take up the virtual ticket. I think it'll be good for every club to enhance. See if I'm talking, say, there's 50,000 season ticket holders at Celtic Park, which I do think they are, and 10,000 out within. But if you had to say, right, we'll open the doors up for the, the 50,000 season ticket holders anyway. But do you know what? If anybody wants to take up that virtual ticket without a seat when it comes back, they'll. It's only, only it's more money for the club and. Me for one, I would, I would, I would buy that. Mm. That's the thing that there's certainly going to be the demand for it, Jim. But yeah. at the moment, it looks as if it is going to be capped at season ticket levels. So yeah. it, it will be tough. I'm, I'm sure clubs would want to because it would maximise the revenue they'd make from yeah. it. But it looks as if it is going to be limited. Yeah, again, you know, you've individual games that some fans, and again, depending on the, what part of the season you're at, where these games become much more important. So towards the end of the season, you know, if it is a close run contest. Then fans, you know, like it, like same, same as you would have if they're allowed into the game, would would you know, a lot more would take up the intake of those individual games, and I think clubs might then think, wait a minute, we could sell this a little bit more, um, but you know, John is is entitled to do that because if John feels he can afford that and wants to do that, and it's his choice to make, he wants to uh, help his club, absolutely entitled to do that. But not every fan is 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 in that position, but they're still fans and they're still keen to support their club. They maybe just don't have. The, the, the financial resources to do that Well thank you to John in Proven Hill Another point I wanted to touch on tonight Just before I came on air There was more reports about reconstruction as well Saying that the SPFL have asked the top two tiers What they'd make of a 14 premiership For a minimum of five years Which is significantly longer mm-hmm. Than the two years floated by Anne Budge In her proposal But Jim is there still the issue there is, you know, Having, having spoken to, to people at, at lower league clubs mm-hmm. and, and even premiership clubs a big problem with it is the fact that 
it's temporary and not permanent. A lot of people would rather a permanent change than a temporary one. Well, I've said it all along. I don't really think it's the, the time we do. I understand from Hart's point of view, Patrick Thistle, etc., Stranraer. I understand if it can protect clubs from getting relegated in very dif- difficult circumstances. But to me, it should only be done if it's in the best interest of Scottish football. I don't think this season it would be in the best interest. If we're all back normal by next season, then look at it from January onwards with a new season coming up. If we've got fans back, you know, the investments there, the interest is there, all these sort of things. That for me would be the time to do it. Just now we're enough from our plate, Andrew, with, you know, testing, player safety, you know, staff safety, trying to get football back up in any capacity we can without looking at league reconstruction as well, in my opinion. But they have asked the clubs, the clubs will go back again. But I think there has to be you know, a line drawn eventually. We just keep going back and forward all the time and I, I just don't think that's what we need at the moment. Do you think, because it, it seems to be lengthened to a minimum of, of five years rather than two years, do you think that would entice people more to agree with it or do you think that people still have the, the per- perspective, you know, it's, it's going to revert back at some point, so... What's the point? Well, this is only for the Premier League. You know, they're asking mm-hmm. the Premier League clubs about their views, and there'll be a number of clubs, you know, who who voted against it in the first place. I think will have the same, the same, the same opinion. Obviously, further down the the, the league, again, the, the, there'll be a, a contrasting opinions. But I think if you're going to do it, and it is the best interest of Scottish football with the, with the TV deal and all that in place, if you think that's right for the next five years, fine, absolutely, go for it. But. You know, there does. I mean, you know, obviously, there's a lot, of, a lot of information. If you want to call it little snippets of information coming out, and it doesn't seem to be something that clubs are entirely happy with for for five years. You know, at this moment in time. Well, thank you for all your calls tonight. We'll be back tomorrow night, and we're here throughout the whole summer, six until seven, where you can phone in, keep us company, and we'll help you keep you company as well during the shutdown. Plenty of talking points, as always. Make sure to stick around tonight because Barry Wilkins is up next. Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors tackling compensation claims for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com.